0: Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from a lovely day in Austin. You know, this business of ours, the real estate industry, at the end of the day, what it really is, it's about managing emotions, expectations, it's about managing the daily stress that all of us experience. And you know why? It's, it's interesting. The stress comes from so many different uh, perspectives. It comes from the buyers, the sellers. It comes from other agents. It comes from just the whole nature of a real estate transaction. A lot of folks uh, aren't really equipped emotionally to handle the stress of buying and selling a home. I'm talking about your customers. Well, heck, I might even be talking about some of you. And the reality is, is unless you have some tools in place to not just manage your own stress, but help other people that you're working with, specifically your, your clients, you have to actually be able to coach them how to manage their stress, manage their expectations so the transaction goes smoothly. When we're, uh, in a, uh, you know, when we're coaching one of you guys and we hear in your voices the stress that comes along with being a successful real estate practitioner, uh, sometimes you just get so used to feeling that stress that you think it's normal. In other words, you think that just is part of the job. You think that you have to carry that burden around with you at all times. And the fact is, is you don't. And you need to learn to not necessarily manage it, but you need to learn how to recognize it. And, and then you also need to know the tools to basically set that stress free and put it in its own perspective. And that's what today's and probably tomorrow's radio show is. And the topic was chosen uh, by Julie. And Julie, why did you think this would be a great topic for these guys?
1: Well, Tim, that's a great question. I think that every single one of them is is affected in some way at some point every day, every week, every month with managing the day-to-day drama. And sometimes it's not managing even your own drama. You can be in a really great place, in a great mood. Everything's going fantastic. And all you have to do is open your email or your voicemail or talk to another agent or your deal is going sideways on you, right? And sometimes there's really – I always joke that, you know, you can have the most perfect deal in the world. Everybody's approved. Financing looks great. It's a great house. And, you know, even on deals that look like that, something will come up to try and wreck the deal. It's just the nature of what we're dealing with. Uh, One of my title agents once counted the number of people involved in a real estate transaction is over 40 when you take into consideration the appraiser, the other agent, agents, assistants, team members, financing, title, escrow, everything. And the fact that you're dealing with people, of course, there's going to be drama. So I chose this because I hear it on my coaching calls. I hear it from the coaches about their coaching calls with with those clients. And, you know, it can be dealt with. It can be better. It's not actually normal to operate at that level of stress, guys. We want to help you deal with that.
0: So physiologically, we all have different capacities to handle different levels of stress. Some people are just, you know, they're That's designed true. to handle more stress than other people. But regardless of where your capacity is as far as handling stress, the fact is is that you need to know how to manage it so that you again can coach your clients or your team members how to manage their stress. Stress is something that if it's not kept in check, will obviously burn you out and also, you know, could also cause some pretty nasty. Uh, physical problems as well. So we're going to walk you guys through specific ways to identify and manage the drama and stress in your real estate practice and your life. And then we're going to give you the specific tools that are necessary, um, thinking things, right? We're going to tell you exactly step by step how to work through the stress, work through the drama. Most of these things can be done in your head. You can, in essence, uh, self-coach yourself, you know? walk yourself through the process that we're going to share with you. So you can get yourself leveled again. You can get yourself focused on what you're supposed to be doing, and you don't have to basically become all sucked into the stress and drama that is so much of the real estate industry. So Julie, why don't you just jump right into your notes? Perfect. You got it. Okay. So
1: again, what we're talking about today, how to manage the day-to-day drama in your real estate practice so that you don't let the drama wreck your time, your income, and of course, your sanity. So there's a great quote from the author Viktor Frankl, who wrote a book uh, you all should listen to or read. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, Tim, you and I listened to that on an audio book, and it's really a fascinating book, and I think really keeps things in perspective. So Viktor Frankl's quote was, "Uh, everything can be taken from a man but the last of human freedoms. The ability to choose one's attitude in a given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. So, I love that quote because he's talking about choosing how you deal with things in a given situation. So, then that led to some research on this. And there was a book written by a professor of management named Cynthia Fisher. And she was talking about this very topic how to manage the emotions at work. So, based on her research, the most common negative emotions that are dealt with in the workplace are the following frustration, irritation worry and nervousness, anger or aggravation, dislike, disappointment and unhappiness. So some of this should sound familiar (laughs) from your daily real estate practice. Not that we ever feel that way, right? We're never frustrated in real estate. I can't imagine. But actually, this can all be experienced in about the first 20 minutes on your Monday morning. I remember, you know, we used to joke about, okay, who's got the Mondays today, right? Mondays were always a tough day in real estate because coming off of the weekend, and you just knew something was hiding in your voicemail. Does that make sense, Tim?
0: Well, it's all the usual, right? Stuff that people yeah. should have done on Friday that they didn't, or maybe stuff they should have done on Wednesday that they didn't. It's all the unsatisfactory conditions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all the things that it is. You know, there's been studies done that have shown that most people or most heart attacks happen on a Monday. You know, That's it's right. kind of funny. Maybe we should all just make a pledge that we're all going to just start, stop working on Mondays. I mean, I don't know what will happen. I suspect your Mondays <laughs> will then become your Tuesdays, but you guys get the yeah. idea. It has
1: to be less stressful than Mondays. Well, so the challenge is knowing what to do about these feelings. I think we can all acknowledge and agree that they happen in real estate, and to not allow them to ruin your time management, your cash flow, your conversations, your prospecting, and especially your relationships, both with your clients and your family and everyone you're in contact with. So today we're gonna look at, and probably tomorrow, the strategies to deal with how to control your feelings before they control you. So I find it helpful to remember that you can't control your first negative thought or feeling, but you can control everything that happens after that negative thought or emotion, assuming that you recognize that it just happened. Sometimes that's the challenge is to stop yourself and take a breath and say, okay, what's going on with us? I gotta control everything that happens after it. So you might wonder why we're focusing just on negative emotions. Well, you guys are pretty good at managing your positive emotions. Your positive emotions rub off on everyone around you. You're practically glowing when things go great, but in fact, It's the negative emotions that are more powerful typically, they're more toxic, and they're more costly to you. So that's why we're focusing on how to deal with the negative. You guys are pretty good on the positive end of things. So, uh, Tim, common negative emotions at work, and again, a lot of this was taken from Cynthia Fisher's uh, study. She actually dove deep into this, emotions at work, what do people deal, you know, how do they feel, how do we measure it? So... Again, we listed those common emotions. So let's jump into the first one and look at some strategies. Frustration or irritation. This is probably the number one thing that I see amongst uh, coaching clients is just frustration. Usually happens when they're stuck or trapped or unable to move forward in some way. It's kind of like the gears are just locked up. So in real estate, I mean, what comes to mind? We got tough negotiations as far as the frustration goes demanding clients, what else do you hear on your coaching calls where they get stymied and frustrated and just aren't taking action?
0: Well, when you're dealing with agents who basically are frustrated with their, you know, situations and they're overly stressed and they're unable to think clearly, one of the first things we always will have them do is the good old-fashioned brain dump. You know, literally where you take a piece of paper and you write down all the things that are on your mind, personal, business, otherwise. And if you've not done that ever, let alone in a while, you're going to find that there's more stuff floating around in your head than you can possibly imagine. And sometimes the brain dump can take an hour because you keep on one thought leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Just by purging yourself of all those thoughts, I'm not saying negative thoughts or positive thoughts. I'm just saying these are mostly to do items. It makes it so that you will have a clearer mindset. And along those lines, by the way, if you're feeling yourself uh, absorbing too much of other people's stress, because that's really what it is mostly, you're just becoming an emotional sponge. Look to see where you're reinforcing the stress. So, If you're, again, it's Monday and here we are having people get all worked up because it's Monday and, you know, for all the usual Monday reasons, well, are you reinforcing that negative negative, uh, emotional spiral by watching the news, by listening to negative Mm -hmm. stuff, by reading negative stuff? That's what we have a tendency to do. All of us do it. It's normal. So, you know. Just because your day started out kind of rough, or you had some nasty interchanges with emails with somebody, or whatever, right? You don't have to keep completely, or you don't have to continue to pile on the negative emotions. So there's the brain dump idea, and there's the other concept that we share with all of you guys, which is to completely and totally go media free. Literally, choose not to read uh, any of the news feeds on Facebook. Some of you still, you know, watch the news. Maybe you cut that out completely. You literally completely go into your own, like almost cave, to protect yourself from negative um, the negative emotions that come from other people. At, unless you are constantly monitoring what you're thinking and what you're hear- hearing and what you're feeling, we do, in essence, share this sort of um, you know emotional spirit with other people. Unless, again, we are consciously co- uh, monitoring what we're allowing into our heads and, most importantly, how we're choosing to react to what we allow into our heads, uh, unless we can actually stop those emotions, that we are always going to basically uh, essentially be living in the ebbs and flows of the people that we're uh, working for, As uh, you know, in essence, as a real estate practitioner, you're working for your buyers and your sellers, or you're going to be essentially living in the flow of the agents that you're working with, or whatever, whatever. You get the point? So start by doing a brain dump. Back that up by going media-free. And then start working on really monitoring yourself on an ongoing basis by asking yourself the questions, how do I feel right now? The word is feel. Don't say how am I thinking or don't say what am I thinking. Say how do I feel? And by staying tuned in to your actual feelings, like if you were to do that right now, if you were to say how do I feel, if you feel stressed right now, if you feel anxiety right now, if you feel any negative emotion like that. 99.9% of the time, there's no particular reason. In other words, it's just a feeling that you picked up maybe this morning, or maybe it's a feeling you picked up even yesterday, or maybe you just read something, or maybe whatever, right? So you have picked up an emotion that wasn't yours, but by monitoring the fact that you feel that way right now, uh, just by knowing and seeing within yourself that you have this emotion, you then have the power to release it. Just say, you know what? That doesn't do me any good. I don't want that emotion. Just let that emotion go. Set it free. And we're going to give you some specific strategies on doing that. Julie, for the sake of time, let's just get through your notes, okay?
1: Yeah. So, you know, what to do about this. Well, the first thing, as you said, Tim, stop and evaluate. Is it even your thought? Mentally stop yourself. Observe the situation. Ask yourself why you feel frustrated. Write it down and be specific. Actually identify what caused this negativity. It might not have anything to do with you. Maybe you just got stuck in traffic and that sent you into a tailspin. So identify it. Next is to find something positive about the situation. So thinking about a positive aspect can literally reset your mindset. This small change in your thinking can then improve your mood. Find the silver lining. So the next step in dealing with this is to remember that the last time you felt frustrated, you know, it probably didn't do you any good. The situation was worked out just fine after you found a suitable solution. Your feelings of frustration or irritation – Didn't do much to solve the problem. That's not what solved the problem. It was taking action that solved the problem. So recognize when this has happened in the past that those feelings melted away and you were able to move forward. So the old saying, this too will pass, that's helpful to remember. So the next of negative feelings or emotions that was identified in this research was worry or nervousness. How do you deal with worrying? So first thing, don't surround yourself with worry and anxiety-ridden people. Dr. Edward Halliwell, he does a lot of um, behavioral research uh, with kids as well as with adults. And one of the things that I read from him that stuck with me is that he suggests you categorize your friends and associates as either lilies or leeches. Lilies are better to hang out with. So this includes, again, Tim, to your point with the media-free mornings, this includes what you're watching, what you're listening to. Follow our coaching about the media-free morning or even a media-free life. You know, at church yesterday, there was a lady I was sitting next to, and she said for her 40th birthday present, she gave to herself no more TV. I thought that was an interesting thought that she had decided that that was a present to herself. And she said she just felt so much more calm after cutting that out of her life. So next is... Try deep breathing exercises when you're feeling this worry bubble up. Having the deep breathing exercise helps you slow down, slows your heart rate, so you're literally controlling your state. You breathe in slowly for five seconds. You breathe out slowly for five seconds. And just that act gets you better into control. So focus into your breathing and nothing else. Do Do it five times. Do it for at least five minutes. Suggest taking a regular yoga class to maintain your self-management and remove the worry from your psyche. It's always amazing after a great yoga class how everything has more clarity. So if you know that this works for yourself, get on a regular schedule of that. And incidentally, that's nice prospecting, by the way, because you'll be around other yogis that have similar outlook and might make some good real estate clients. Just had to throw that in there. I couldn't resist. Are they called so.
0: yogis? Yeah, I don't in think yoga. They are. are you kidding me? Well, the people in your me. yoga class well, are called call
1: yogis. yogis? they themselves yogis. You know, it's kind of like a cultural thing, right? So, yeah, no. you wanted to be amongst, quote, other yogis. So, yeah, but, you know, I, and I, I, I say that. this because in my Pilates class, which is basically a faster-paced, more physical version, I always used to come back with real estate leads for, like I always give them to our coaching clients, right? And people don't know what coaching is. I would just talk about real estate. And, you know, people would either be buying or selling or refinancing or wondering about investing you know all you have to do is just be yourself talking about real estate here and there okay so all of this stuff is related and look at it this way let's say you went to a yoga class to calm yourself down because some deal was going sideways but you walked out of the yoga class with a new lead i mean that pretty much cures everything doesn't it some of these things are so simple Okay, so next is to focus on how to improve the situation. If you're worried about a deal closing, what can you do to make it close? If you're worried about where your next commission will come from, what will you do to make it happen faster? So taking ownership and action will make the worry melt away, actually take responsibility. Sometimes people stay stuck because they want to blame everybody else. So the only cure to that is to take action. Okay, so the next thing, Tim, you covered this, the brain dump technique to remove the clutter. So again, write everything in your head down onto a legal pad. Read what's worrying you or clogging your thinking and cross out some of the meaningless fluff. Put a star next to things that you can control and consider ditching or delegating the rest. At least your mind will be clear and you'll be ready to move forward. So don't just do the brain dump when you're really feeling the stress bubble up. Maybe make that a regular practice before you go to sleep. Maybe when you get into your office and it's before you start your day, you don't have to just do the brain dump on an as-needed basis. Get into the habit of it, and then you'll have less of this to deal with. So, Tim, the next thing is anger and aggravation. And, you know, you and I have been to a lot of different seminars and uh, coaching calls and clients and all these crazy stories that we hear about agents like actually getting into fights with each other or, you know sometimes it's a verbal fight sometimes it's even worse than that i mean how immature is that it's crazy so out of control anger perhaps the most destructive emotion that people experience in real estate and it is also the emotion that most of us don't handle very well so if you have trouble managing your temper during the transaction or maybe even during your prospecting session then learning to control it is one of the best things you can do if you want to handle more business help more clients and make more money as a result. And I don't think there's a single listener on this call, Tim, that would say that they don't want more business, helping more clients, and making more money. Right?
0: I mean, it, exactly. It well, you know, Julie, there's there's a there's something another. I was writing this down as yeah, when you were mm-hmm. going through the last section, but it's really appropriate on yeah. any of these. Just a quick mm-hmm. side note here, guys. One of the things you can do, like if you're feeling stress, if you're feeling anxiety, one of the worst things you should, that you should not – you shouldn't do this, and I'll tell you what you, a good thing to you know cause a hard reset, is you shouldn't overly analyze why you're feeling the way you're feeling. That's a huge mistake. Because what happens is you just basically start manifesting more of those same negative emotions. So if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling stress – if you're feeling any of those types of things, if you start like saying, "Why do you know, if you go down that rabbit hole too far." So, before when I was telling you, I just want you to identify the emotion. I don't want you to think about why you feel that way. Don't worry about the why, don't try to figure out where it started. Don't try to figure out, you know, all of that cuz then you just give that emotion more strength. You give it more power. So, <laughs> if you do find yourself in an emotional state in order for you to be conscious of how you're feeling you have to be present with yourself and that's what the whole breathing exercise is about so by identifying what your current emotional state is just ask yourself how am I feeling How am I feeling, you know, stressful? Am I feeling this? I'm feeling that. And then you can just, you get to the point where you almost sort of laugh at it because you're saying, well, I'm feeling this particular way for no particular reason. There's not any real stressful thing. And even if there is something that's having to get done really quick, it's probably not as uh, significant as the basic stress that you're feeling as a result of that thing. So don't stop and start thinking about and analyzing why it is that you think with the way you think. Don't start doctor-filling yourself, basically. Hmm. The way to do it is start with a breathing exercise. And if you want to do a hard reset of your emotional state, and this is the interesting thing, is start in your head rattling off all the things that you're in appreciation of, right? Start just writing it down in your head. Keeping an appreciation journal is something a lot of our coaching clients do. But just think all the blessings that you have in your life. And just start saying this to yourself. And every time you say one of the things, and you can start out by something basic. You're listening to us probably in your car right now, because most of you, 100,000 of you, you guys listen to us on some sort of mobile device. You're listening to us on your iPhone. Well, there's something to be in appreciation of, right? I mean, then you can kind of go from there. You can expand from there. So when you're in appreciation of something, it's not just enough just to say it. You have to feel the feelings of being in appreciation of it. Uh, you know, you can you know, really, your, your family, your children, your dog, your cat, your house, your health, your go through and just until you start feeling more calm, until you start feeling the way you really want to feel where you're going to get your greatest strength. That's one of the ways to do a hard reset in your mind at any time. It's just a conversation you have inside your head where you're basically leveling yourself off again so you can think clearly and you can act assuredly to get the results that you want to get. Uh, guys, don't worry if you're somebody who is a worry person. Don't stress if you're somebody who feels a lot of stress. Don't allow that by by focusing on the emotion by thinking, again, this is worth restating by you know drilling down on where and why and how and who, and thinking there's something wrong with you. you, in essence, make something wrong with you. the The unbridled, unconstrained stress and anxiety that is normal part of life nowadays, uh, to, again, the reason that continues to manifest in so many of us is because we, without knowing it, we essentially reinforce it. We read the books. We intake the media. We hang around with the people. We do this. We do that. So the next thing you know, you have wall-to-wall stress, 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're in this permanent state. You guys know how you feel when you're on vacation where it just feels like you know, you're, you're present with the place? like you go to some foreign country or some, it doesn't matter where, where you're not thinking about all the normal things, you've broken your normal pattern of thinking, you know how you feel automatically calm? That is because you're, you are in a place that's causing you to be present. So when you go on vacation, especially some foreign land where, where you've never been there before, where you're constantly looking around and you're taking in all these new experiences, new smells, new sights, new everything... That is, in essence, being present. When you hear these people talk about, okay, now we're going to throw in something crazy here. For a lot of you, it's crazy, but for those of us who've studied this, this basically makes perfect sense. When you hear people throwing around the word enlightenment, that's really what they're referring to, being in a state of presence continuously, not just basically being there and being, you know, so much of us, we're not in, we're not ever present. We're living in the past. We're living in the future. That's where the stress and anxiety comes from, not being present. Ultimately, That's where this conversation leads. The lack of presence is what leads to the stress. So just think about it. When you were on vacation last time, wherever it was, whenever it was, hopefully it wasn't that long ago and hopefully it was someplace exotic or someplace fantastic. The way you felt then was presence. If you meditate, uh, the way you feel when you're meditating is the presence of just not being in the future, not being in the past. If you're present uh, and you're experiencing that through, again, going uh, through the uh, exercise of showing gratitude. That puts you in a present place as well. The stress just goes away. So by being conscientious of, A, how you're feeling, um, and, B, if you don't like the feeling, the emotion that you're having, just releasing it. Or And the best way to release it is breathing. You can obviously do uh, meditation or if you're on the road, you can't meditate because you don't want to close your eyes and do all the ohms and the ahs, then basically just in your head start thinking about all the things you're grateful for. That's how you get in control of your mindset. Guys, it's not just a switch you're going to flip. Most of us have gotten so ingrained. It's such a habit of living in stress, of living in this constant state of almost you know, neurotic fear, it's just basically become normal. So go through this process and understand that it is a process. It is going to take time for you to unlearn some of the bad habits that you have. So, Julie, I didn't mean to get you off your uh, prepared outline. No,
1: I mean, you basically were on the outline just in uh, your way of it (laughs) which is good because you're talking about watching for early signs of anger and of these uh, frustrations stopping yourself and deciding how to deal with it what you're going to do with it you know one of the things that our uh, illustrious previous broker who we now appreciate more than we did probably at the time (laughs) one of the things that Rory said that stuck with me was when you are dealing with other people because it's not always about managing yourself in real estate you know it's dealing with other agents and clients and you know, maybe home inspectors or lenders or what have you. He said, when somebody leaves you a message or an email or something where things are going crazy and it's it's heightening that negativity, he said, never react to it immediately. Let it sit for 20 minutes because how you feel about it 20 minutes later and how they feel about it 20 minutes later is going to be a big difference, Right. So let it sit, not forever, some of you guys, and I, I just have to put this caveat on it, I'm not talking about let it sit for a week, okay, not even a full day. But for a few minutes, do your breathing exercises, think about the situation, look for the silver lining, decide how you're going to deal with it, take ownership of it. You may be the only reason some of your deals close, because you took action. So be calm about it, and I, I think that's some of the best early coaching though back then you never would have called it coaching but i think that's some of the best uh, advice rory ever gave us in terms of managing other people's emotions is to not get into the mosh pit with them immediately let them calm down and it's kind of funny we've all had voicemail where the first voicemail somebody's getting you know really red with you and they're coming unglued and oh my god this is like the end of the world in real estate as we know it and then you let it sit for 10 minutes and you get another voicemail, and they, they're kind of figuring it out, right? And maybe you went on an appointment because you, you didn't want to deal with it as you were getting ready for a listing appointment. You checked your voicemail again, and guess what? It's resolved. Everything's fine. Okay. Whereas if you had reacted immediately to that issue, it could have been completely different and not even resolved itself. So again, don't wait forever to get in front of deals. Do take responsibility and accountability for it and drive the ship. But by the same token, Don't let people make you immediately react. That's part of under this category of managing anger, managing emotion, and managing your reaction. So Tim, we're running out of time on this radio show, but we can certainly continue this topic of managing your emotions so that they are not managing your real estate practice. The better you're at at keeping emotions between the lines, the more money you guys are going to make, the more ease you'll have on your deals, and the more repeat and referral business that you'll have. So Tim, parting thoughts for them on this topic.
0: Right. So remember, this is good for you. But most importantly, it's going to be good for you to help your clients manage stress. It is stressful right now, guys, no doubt. A lot of people under a lot of pressure, a lot of markets where there's an actual lack of inventory. It just is what it is. It's the nature of living in a modern uh, society. But guys, guess what? If this were the 18th century <laughs> and we were on a, a webinar, yes, I know, there were no webinars in 18th century. There was no blog talk radio in 18th century. I get it. But if we were having this conversation in the town square, managing stress and emotions and drama, we'd probably be having the exact same outline, probably talking about virtually the exact same thing. In other words, the modern day uh, incarnation of stress and drama is probably something that's been around with us forever. But I'm here to suggest, it does not be present in your life if you choose for it not to be. So we're gonna pick up uh, where we left off. Uh, tomorrow on the radio. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. If there's anything we can be doing for you, please remember to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.